Hi, friends and colleagues. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. And on today's podcast, episode 120, my returning guest is Dr. Heather Nelson. Now, Heather is a vocologist from Springfield, Missouri. Heather is also a music director at her local Baptist church. Today, we are talking about her recent blog article entitled Singing the Church and COVID-19, a caution for moving forward in our current pandemic. If you are part of or leading in church music ministry, I highly recommend you check it out. You can find a direct link in the show notes and on our podcast page. Now, as communities are slowly moving towards reopening the economy and the stay-at-home orders are being lifted, there are still many serious concerns for those of us who make singing a part of our livelihoods. Heather is sharing her research and offers some helpful considerations for us all before we gather to sing together in the future. Welcome back to the podcast. Dr. Heather Nelson, how are you? Very well, Nikki. I'm really glad to be able to talk to you today. I want to thank you. Uh, I reached out after I read your article, um, which was very helpful. And I think uh, I think it's such an important um, topic right now. It's on everybody's minds. You know, when do we get mm-hmm. to go back? When do we get to go back? I miss my singers. I miss my choir. I miss my life. And mm-hmm. as, as governments are starting to lessen the stay-at-home orders and things are starting to loosen up, um, again, this is going to be a, such a huge, huge issue. And uh, I know mm-hmm. that I know that it's such a scary time and there's so much going on. Um, but I wanted to just I just wanted to have a discussion about this. I think you bring up some really great um, mm-hmm points in your article and everybody's going to have to do what's best for them and hopefully best for their studios. But uh, can we start with what was your, Mm -hmm. what was your motivation for doing all this work, all this really intense research and, and writing this article? Yeah. Um, and I will just echo again that this is, this is hard, hard stuff. And, um, it's not an easy discussion to have. It's not an easy topic to think about and to um, make decisions because either way you go, you're you're likely to make somebody unhappy. <laughs> and of so um, just acknowledging that we're all walking a big tightrope right now and, um, you know, just to give each other grace as we're trying to figure it out. Um, my motivation really came from the fact that, you know, in I'm a part of a several several voice forums um, on Facebook mostly that uh, we started to have conversations about this issue. I think for a lot of us, the um, the bridge of the choir out in Washington State had an outbreak after a rehearsal in early March. Um, I think it's a Skagit Valley Chorale. Um, yes, my apologies if that. I'm mispronouncing that. Yeah, it's just just terrible. And I think for many people, myself included, that's kind of the first clue that we got that we might want to be paying a little bit more attention 
and um, to singing in particular. And then in these forums, which are mostly private voice teachers, collegiate voice teachers, um, and voice researchers, I'm thinking particularly of the new forum for private voice teachers, um, lots of conversations and, and articles and, and abstracts that were flying around and you know mostly we were you know kind of coming down on the the side of of caution that really when it comes to private teaching um it was likely not going to be the safest thing to do right now especially with so much that we don't know and i realized that a lot of these conversations were being aimed toward private voice teachers mm. and it was you know it made a lot of sense for me you know as a a private voice teacher, I could move online very, very quickly, and that worked fine. Um, but what happened when my church started to open up? You know, mm. a, like a lot of voice teachers, you know, I have a church job too. And, you know, w was I going to be um, comfortable with keeping my private studio closed for safety reasons um, based on the information that I had, but allow my church choir or my church congregation to come back and sing together, you know, I, and when it came down to it, I, I realized that a lot of the conversation was happening with voice teachers, but nobody was really talking to the church directors yet. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of voice teachers, but there's many, many, many more church directors yeah, and they are, they are interacting with many, many more people at a time. Mm -hmm. And so I, my motivation was to take the information that we were talking about kind of in these private conversations and make it available to people that were honestly going to have to make decisions very quickly mm -hmm. um, and try to make it in, in an accessible form, an understandable form, um, hopefully without um, sugarcoating it or hiding the things that we didn't know. You know, I tried to, to kind of present both both what we do know and what we don't know and give people information so that they could make decisions. I, I love it. I, I think it's so important. And I, I, I appreciated when I read the article, again, you're very transparent about the fact that there's just so much that we don't know right mm -hmm. now. I mean, I love what you said in, in your message with me, you know, we're, we're dealing with a moving target. Yes. You know, we there's just so much information and so much research on on this this virus that is ongoing, and we just don't know. Um, and I, mm -hmm. I I really appreciate that you were very transparent about this. That you know most research is done in a very thorough way, but you wanted to collect what was available now and present it in a way that makes sense for people. Mm -hmm. And I also appreciate that you did, you know, really explain it well for someone who say is not a voice teacher because um, a lot of mm -hmm. music directors are not singers or voice mm -hmm. teachers so I, I really appreciate the work that you've done this is um this isn't this is such a tough topic and I've my head has been swimming all morning because prior to us recording I was mm -hmm. telling you I've, I've been on the forums and there's a lot of teachers who are going to be forced back to work. Mm -hmm. They don't have a choice. There's yeah. a lot of people that feel that just for financial reasons, they do not have a choice. 
uh, to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're asking what's the safest, I'm using air quotes here, safest way that mm-hmm. I could go back to work because I have no choice. Um, and I'm, and I think that mm-hmm. in the church communities, we're also feeling that we need to give our, everyone wants that spiritual connection again. And there's just so much challenge here. Um, mm-hmm. what, what would you say, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, what would you say to someone who's feeling very overwhelmed and very pressured to bring their church choir or any choir back? What would, mm-hmm. what would you say? There, there's no easy answer. And no. I commiserate and, um, I, you know, one of the things too, I just want to be very, very clear again, is that I'm not trying in my article. I did give my opinion. My mm-hmm. opinion is that it is not safe, mm-hmm. um, based on the information that we have, but I, um, I am not trying to tell people what to do. I am nobody's guru, right. <laughs> you know, and I'm not trying to put myself in the position of, of God or, or senior pastors or anything. We have, we have some really, really hard decisions to make, um, if I could put on my um, worship leader hat and my theologian hat for just a minute, you know, if we're talking specifically in the in the context of church, you know, um, God is going before us and he is aware of everything. He is aware of the struggles that we're facing, the problems that we're having to do. And I believe um, that he has given us everything that we need to make the decisions that we have to. Mm. And um, um he he's not going <laughs> he's not sitting up in heaven wringing his hands like you know oh dear what are we going to do right now you know <laughs> like sure um you know and so um whatever a person has to decide to do if they are feeling like they um cannot um for whatever reason their 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 leadership are overriding their decisions then i would just encourage them to bathe bathe everything in prayer mm. and um and then do your absolute best to protect yourself and to protect the ones that you can. Um, I would suggest not using choir lofts right now. That's mm. just, you know, it. I don't think that it would it is very easy to um, space out in choir lofts. And they tend to be rather enclosed anyway. You know, mm-hmm. you've got the back wall and usually the side walls. And so there's not a lot of space for air to dissipate. Um, if you have to, spread them out as far as you can, you mm. know, um, we don't know about how singing with masks on, how that that mm. changes things. Um, I mean, that, that presents just logistical problems on its own. But, you know, if you feel like you can, you know, sing with a mask on, I mm-hmm. think that would be safer than not. Um, you know, and then just do do the best that you can to protect yourself. I don't have an easy answer for you. And I'm so sorry. I wish, <laughs> I wish there were easier answers. Yeah. I just, I just don't know, but man, my heart is with you. My heart is with you. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate everything that you said there. And I, I feel the same. I know that, uh, this is just such a difficult time and compounded with financial struggles and, mm-hmm. and, and just missing a sense of normalcy like just where where was our life a few a few months ago it was so different um Mm -hmm. now for those people who are um who would like a little bit of language um Mm -hmm. 
so for my studio, I, I've basically said, you know, we're going to stay online for the foreseeable future, you know, and, and I'm fortunate my online lessons, they're doing very well. My students have mm -hmm. all done well, but what would be some really helpful language that we could share with either uh, our bosses or our students or families or whomever to explain why we're not going to come back or why we should stay where we are right now? What, how would you suggest we approach that? Sure. Uh, let me talk first about like home studios, because that's that's my teaching situation. I teach from my home. Mm -hmm. And when I when I communicated this, I think last week to my studio that even when our state, our city opens up, I'm still not going to reopen my home studio. Um, and the way that I phrased it um, is that, you know, I want my home to be kind of um, this is not exactly how I put it, but um, kind of like a cocoon, <laughs> you know, it's sure. like I want my home to be a safe spot that um, uh, I know I know that I'm doing everything to to kind of keep that my my little safe little little bubble. Mm -hmm. I forget exactly how I phrased it in the email it was much more eloquent than that I'm sure, <laughs> but um, uh, but just to to communicate that I I needed to to have a safe place for myself, um, just matter of fact, I'm a single lady, so I live by myself. Um, I don't have a family necessarily to take care of or to, you know, to keep safe. But at the same time, if I were to become ill, I don't have anyone to take care of me. Mm. And so that's just for me trying to protect myself. Um, and I, so far, everyone has, has understood and has accepted that. Mm -hmm. um, I do have one, one client in particular without a, a great internet connection. She's an older woman. You know, she gets to choose how she lives her life. And so when, when I do start to meet with her, I'm going to meet her on my back porch. You oh, know? And okay. So, so I do have a contingency plan for her, but everybody else is, is okay to go online. Mm -hmm. For those that may have to go to a studio... Um, I think I would, I would ask for, uh, my boss to, um, provide protective equipment mm -hmm. if at all possible, mm -hmm. um, you know, masks and, and, um, and gloves if needed, definitely sanitizer. There's been some discussion about even like plexiglass shields, um, in between the student and the teacher. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I don't have good enough information to know if that would be beneficial or not. I think there's pros and cons to that either way. Definitely there has to be, you know, extra time in between clients to clean, to sanitize, mm -hmm. um, and, um, and, and rest. Let's be honest, this is going to be very stressful. Yes. And, um, people are going to need time to think and just, you know, kind of breathe and shake off the stress in between clients for a while. Um, I want to, I want to thank you for bringing that up. You know, it's something I didn't think of off the top of my head, but I mean, I, back prior to COVID-19, I mean, I would always mm -hmm. joke that I barely had time to go to the washroom, let alone take <laughs> a moment to disinfect my entire studio or wash mm -hmm. my hands or clear a space, right? Like that's mm -hmm. a good point yeah. that, you know, if we are going back to some sort of person to person, that we're, we really need to look at are you you can't have and and then you also have to look at the, the logistics of people pa crossing paths mm -hmm, so right. 
that's a good point. Like, do I want, you know, usually my students would talk to each other in the hall and they would Mm -hmm. say hi. And some of my littles would give each other hugs. And Mm -hmm. so that's a really good point that, that just like in, you know, when I want to go pick up my pizza from the local restaurant here, I have to stand in line and I can't go into the, into the restaurant until there's, only two other people like we're gonna have to take into those considerations where that Mm -hmm. whole back-to-back lesson is Mm -hmm. not gonna be it's not gonna be part of our studios anymore and 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 I and I agree the taking a moment washing your hands wiping down surfaces opening a window whatever it takes that that's gonna take up some time so thank you for Mm -hmm. that I, I never thought of that yeah it might be just to, to piggyback on that. It might be wise if you're looking at the scheduling to try to, um, if you've got say multiple teachers teaching in, in one place at the same time to stagger start and stop times Ooh, so yes. that, so that you don't have clients coming in all at the same time that you've got some coming in on the half hour, some coming in on the quarter hour, stuff like that, so that mm. you can try to stagger as much as possible. Well, that if might we- be that's a great point too. I mean, if we yeah. look at what other businesses are doing, I mean, that's exactly mm-hmm. what they're looking at, that all staff won't be working on the same day that mm-hmm. even in some of the larger, uh, buildings, uh, um, office buildings, they're looking at certain businesses are not open on certain days, allowing people mm-hmm. access to the building, but not everybody all at once. So we're really, I, I think we can, I think we can watch, other businesses and see how they're doing handling this social distancing and keeping people safe and and reflect Mm -hmm. on how that has to happen in our teaching studios that's a good point Mm -hmm. a lot of like I know in my particular state uh, I'm in Missouri in the U.S. and so uh, our state and our county have both put out guidelines for personal services like nail salons hairdressers massage therapists and stuff just looking through them, that seems the closest kind of guidelines to follow for mm-hmm. a private voice studio. If you are going to open up um, and or or you were going to work in a in a multi teacher studio, I would glance at those and um, you know take a look at, at what they suggest. I think it's going to be the closest set of recommendations coming from you know your um, your government entities that would apply to our particular situation. Mm. And then if you've got questions, call up your county health director, you know. Oh, nice. That's good advice. Um, might as well. I mean, they're they're having to deal with a lot of this stuff, and they know more than we do, frankly. And so sure. it, it might be very well worth a phone call just to say, hey, this is my situation. This is what my particular situation looks like. What do you recommend? How can I make this safe for both me and my clients? Mm. Um, you know, um, I, we got to be honest, too. You know, we're we're voice teachers. Um, and, um, the, the county health directors are looking at, you know, wide, wide, wide varieties of, of businesses all over the city and county and whatever. Um, I haven't seen anybody (laughs) except for us talking amongst ourselves, deal with our particular industry, um, in a specific kind of way. Well, I, I think the argument would be very simple that it's not an essential service. Oh yeah, there's that. Right. And mm-hmm. we ha- and we have to acknowledge that. I True. think that yes. we can't I know that singing for some of us is is a, is like oxygen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And 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 I'm not saying that what we do is not 
important and doesn't make people's lives better. But when it comes down to an essential service, life or death, that's not going to be us. <laughs> You're correct in that. Yes. But I, you know, if, if we need more guidance, there, there are people who are out there who know more than we do that can hopefully give us guidance. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be helpful too, as we get back to what will be the new normal is to at least mm-hmm. be able to tell our clients, our families that we have spoken to health mm-hmm. professionals and, and we have taken that, those extra steps. Yeah, exactly. Um, when you were doing your research for your article, was mm-hmm. there anything that you found that was very surprising that you were like, oh, I did not know this? I think um, I, frankly, was not as aware of uh, aerosol spread that comes from just normal singing. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've done some work on the aerodynamics of singing just from, you know, my, my education, but had not, you know, drilled down into the specific the specifics of that, I have a, tr- a hard time with that particular word. Um, <laughs> but, um, and so I was very surprised about that and um, um, try not to think about it too much because, that, you know, that just happens in normal, <laughs> in right? normal life. Mm-hmm. I know. But how much, um, how much we are actually kind of emitting into the air just from singing, talking, laughing, all of that stuff beyond what we know of coughing and sneezing and all that stuff. Right. And so it, um, beyond this, our current situation, it really gave me, um, um, I guess, more fuel for insisting that when people are sick, just stay home. For, it doesn't matter what you have, right. stay home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that. Mm-hmm. That's why. You, that's why choirs get sick. <laughs> you know, because yes, you know we're we're much more efficient at spreading things than I think we realized. When you were having the conversations in the forums, what is what is the span of responses? What what were you seeing? from from other professionals what what was what was the consensus and what what are some people saying and yeah the 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 vast majority of people um were in consensus that singing together right now is not is not a safe option for us Mm -hmm. um there were a few dissenting voices but um really not very many most most everyone that was commenting and and continuing in the conversations were were in agreement. And so when I was writing the article um, in particular, I didn't feel like I was coming out of left field with something that was kind of wacky or, or, Mm -hmm. um, or uh, unsubstantiated. Um, Really, I was saying the same things in many ways that other people were already saying and Mm -hmm. were agreeing with. Um, so I was trying to take, just take that information and give it to a, a different audience that wasn't privy to those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those that, that disagree, many of them have some, some good disagreements and have some honest questions. Um, you know, because, uh, like, uh, I mentioned in my writing, there's still a lot of questions about how, how this disease is spread and whether aerosol spread in particular, which is really the biggest risk that we're when we get down to it, it's the aerosol spread that is the biz- biggest risk that we think mm-hmm. um, with regard to singing. Um, and so some honest questions as to whether that's actually true or not. And mm-hmm. frankly, we don't know. And right. so we just, you know, trying to decide, you know, how cautious to be is really the decision that we're making. Now, I wanted to ask you, because so. you are you are a music director at, at your mm-hmm. church. Have you, have you had this hard discussion with your 
with your praise team, with, with your, with your choir? Have you, have you faced the <laughs> firing squad? <laughs> have I faced the music yet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, my choir, no. Uh, in my particular county, we are still not allowed to have any sort of in-person meetings at church for at least another two weekends. Okay. That is not the case across my entire state. I know there were churches that had services as early as yesterday, wow. um, May 3rd, with people in attendance. Um, and so that's one reason why I put the article out when I did, you know, too, because I knew in my particular area, I was under a bit of a deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I need, I felt um, uh, an urgency to get it out to people in my area in particular, which was, um, why I put it out when I did. But, um, I, I have an email draft sitting in my, <laughs> in my email <laughs> application right now. Um, we had talked about, uh, taking the summer off in my, my particular context anyway with choir. And so, um, I was making the executive decision to just do that, um, and wait until the fall to pick back up with choir. Um, I believe, I'm not absolutely positive, but I believe it is also going to be recommended that we keep our services under 45 minutes, which will be, if we cut out the singing, that will make things a lot easier on all of our lives. Um, And so I've had the discussion with the leadership, with um, our deacons and with the pastor, and I'm, I'm going to admit, too, that the, the decision ultimately is not going to be up to me. I can advise and I can, you know, tell them what I think is the best thing to do. But I'm I'm going to be in the position of a lot of other people, too, that, you know, I may be overruled and mm-hmm. I will have a decision to make at that point. You know, what what do I do? Um, and I just don't know. We're not to that point yet. We still have a couple more weeks before, you know, things will will um will open up, so to speak, in the, in the churches. And gosh, that makes me nervous. I'm just going to admit to, sure. <laughs> you know, I hope, um, I hope that we are being wise and being, being cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I think my church will, un- my choir will understand, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's no way for us to distance in the choir loft and all of my singers, most of them can't even read music. You know, they're all amateur musicians Mm -hmm. and to try to space in a, in a sanctuary and sing is going to make them very uncomfortable (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you, you know, you need that closeness Mm -hmm. to have that kind of um, auditory feedback to feel confident enough to sing. So I think the choir, I think the choir will be fine. Um, You know, in my particular context, um, but uh, I, I am concerned about, um, you know, trying to to fill pe- um, to fill people's need for for singing in a way in the congregation mm-hmm. that is um, that is deep, that is real, and but also safe. What are the average ages in your church choir? In my church choir is north of sixty. So and really in my entire congregation as a whole. So we are firmly ensconced. I'm one of the younger, I'm in, I'm 42. So I'm one of the younger members of my church. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I skew the median age down quite a bit, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, um, but we are firmly, firmly in the high risk category. Mm. And, and just beyond that, there are people, um, that have, have medical conditions that would make that, 
make it unwise for them to to be in church anyway. So we're still trying to find ways to to minister to to everybody, you mm-hmm. know, whether they come or whether they don't, in a meaningful way. I think that's the the big challenge right there. A lot of church choirs are uh, with an older demographic of, mm-hmm. of churchgoers, yeah. and that puts them at high risk. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for. Um, for writing this article I think for me it was very helpful I know that I have shared it with a lot of people not just in my uh, voice teacher groups but definitely um, my husband is a music director and mm-hmm. he was of course the first person that I made forced to read the article <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I, I want to thank you just fr- from a personal standpoint because that led him to go back to his team and go we really need to look at this and realize that you know some very big changes have to happen and it just opened up dialogue and strategizing Mm -hmm. and getting ideas out there that are so important and and I I know I Mm want to thank you and again for those of you who have read the article you know that Heather has you know put in her disclaimers and you know this is the information that we have now and it Mm -hmm. could be change it could change and and I love what you said where you're happy to be wrong (laughs) (laughs) I know yes um you know things could change tomorrow and mm-hmm. we don't we don't we don't know things are are people are learning as fast as they can the research is happening as fast as it can and that's both encouraging mm-hmm. but it's also very frustrating because they're also releasing results you know into um into the public sometimes faster than than research tends to 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 do that so you know we get we get information that's not yet peer reviewed you know and and then some of it conflicts and you know we're we're trying to hit a moving target and, you know, things, things may change, um, rapidly. And mm-hmm. yeah, if I'm, if I'm wrong, <laughs> okay, great. Um, right. I will admit it and I will be happy about it because it, at the very least, I know that I acted in the best interest of, of people that I could with the information that I had. And, um, I, I think our, our County, county director here uh, i'm quoting him right now his name is clay goddard and he has done a fantastic job and um he has said that um if we do too much you'll never know but you will definitely know if you don't do enough thank you and and if it looks like we like if it looks like we have done too much then we've probably done just just the right amount i and so i love that i think that that is a great Mm -hmm a great way to look at it and a wonderful way. And I, and I encourage teachers to, to consider that when they are making decisions in the next Mm -hmm. month, two months, year. Um, and, and I, I I would like to think that my families would think I, I put them first and Mm -hmm. that I made decisions that were cautious. And if they were overly cautious, I would rather that than to be irresponsible and cause mm-hmm. harm. Yeah, and if I could take a take just a little bit of a turn here too, and and put it back in the church context mm-hmm. for a minute. Um, and Nikki, if I get too too Jesusy, you can you know chop it out. It's all <laughs> good. Fine. It's all good. You know, <laughs> I mean that that was my audience. Um, but you know, 
singing, particularly in worship, is not the only way that we worship. Mm. And so um, there are other things that we can do, you know, prayer, contemplation, testimony, preaching the word, all of these things are still available to us. And if we, for a time, remember, this is all temporary. Mm -hmm. Everything is temporary. (laughs) It it will end or change at some point. Mm -hmm. So if for a time we have to forego congregational singing or choral singing, or we have to be cautious about our home studios, I'm just going to say again, God is not surprised and he has gone before us. And I think that he is going to allow us to step into a deeper sense of what worship is without singing. Mm. You know, I think, I think, you know, God is, is, is providing for us ways to engage with him in worship that, you know, are just different. And rather than looking for the things that are no, that are restricted, that are banned, all of those Mm -hmm. things, look for the ways that God in particular is saying yes. What is he saying yes to? Mm. What is, what, as, as voice teachers, as choral directors, what can we still say yes to, um, rather than just focusing all on the no? I am, <laughs> I am with you, and I am guilty of being depressed and and sometimes sure. angry about all the things that are being taken away from me. This virus is stupid, and I want to call it all kinds of terrible names. Um, but there are still so many things that we can say yes to, mm. that we can, um, you know, we can make music in our homes, mm. you know. We can take the music out of the church building and scatter it all over the city and still (laughs) sing Mm -hmm. in our homes. Um, You know, I I saw a little picture a few few weeks ago um, that, you know, the church has been deployed. You know, and it's the same thing with every choir, with every voice studio. We are not empty. We have deployed our singers. Yes. They are out there and they're just spread all over the city right now. And we can say yes to so many things, mm. um, even if we have to say not right now for some other things. That is a a beautiful reminder. And, and thank you for sharing that with everyone. And I I, I actually, when you were saying all that, I, I, I felt a lot of joy because I thought, yes, we are still able to do so many things and we don't have to say no to everything. And I wanted to just share, I can't attribute properly, but there was a conversation. <laughs> it was probably, it wasn't in a voice teacher forum. It was actually more in a church forum. It was about the whole sharing of the piece. So in our mm-hmm. church, after the announcements, after the first song, after the first prayer, we do sharing of the peach piece, which is where we all walk around and we give each other hugs and we shake hands. Mm-hmm. And the conversation was, you know, we we won't be able to do that. And and like a lot of people were so upset, you know, like mm-hmm. sharing of the peace is such an important part of that service. And I can't attribute properly. I'm so sorry, but somebody made the comment, just like what you were saying is we can look into another person's eyes and we can mm-hmm. smile and we can see that person and we can acknowledge that person and there's like we're we're not we're not we don't we, that connection is still there it's just different mm-hmm. and we can honor and care for people in in ways and and there's just so much there so i want to thank you for for sharing 
all of your information. So I'm going to put a link on our website to not only your website, but also to this article. And if you haven't checked out Heather's article, it is very well done with lots of extra links and, and um, uh, resources that you've uh, linked to. And I think it's just, it's something to add to your knowledge base so that you can make the best decisions for yourself. Heather, I want to thank you so much um, for, for returning to the podcast, sharing your expertise, being honest and heartfelt and caring and everything that you do. And I know that hopefully, uh, well, I know that I will have you back. Hopefully it'll be about something geeky and fun. <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> like vocal folds or something. <laughs> or brains. Let's talk about brains. Oh, brains. That's one of my yes. All oh, right. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> okay. I promise the next time I have you back, we will discuss brains and singing and all of that wonderful stuff. <laughs> uh, I do want to mention too. Oh, sorry. If, go ahead. If people are interested, um, uh, uh, if they go to the the web page that the article is on, there will be a pop up that will um, invite you to give me your email address mm. and any updates that I have. I will send to your email inbox. Honestly, I'm still learning how to do that, <laughs> so it may take a little bit. <laughs> but I know there's there's conversations even happening this week that um, that may change some of the things that I mentioned, or mm. heck, they may disagree with everything I said. I don't know, um, but um, uh, if people want to have updates, that would probably be the fastest way to get them. And so um, I promise not to spam you. I don't know how to do that anyway. <laughs> so, um, but um, but I, I'm working on being able to to update people as as they would like to be updated. So. Um, so share your email address with me or follow my socials. Like I, I share punny, punny things and, and sometimes little, little nuggets of vocal ped here and there. So, well, I also want to mention, not- uh, you are a member of the voice teachers for young singers forum as well. So yeah. if anybody from our forum would like to, uh, reach out, you are there and I know that you're an mm-hmm. active and positive, helpful member. So, um, thank you for your participation there. Um, as, as always, I'm, I'm wishing you just stay healthy, stay well. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I look forward to talking to you in the future post pandemic <laughs> yes <laughs> won't that be nice oh that'll be so great <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome a very special thank you to heather for joining us on the podcast please check out the show notes and our podcast page if you would like more information and please check out heather's blog article i would also like to direct your attention to a wonderful letter that she wrote entitled dear church musicians for those of you who are feeling heavy-hearted and unsure about the future i think this will give you some peace it's a wonderfully written letter to all of us who make a living from music As always, I am wishing you inspired teaching, happy singing, and please keep well. May my canoe music. Canoe music.ca